When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello, welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City <laughs> podcast by Wales Online, brought to you in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. Uh, I'm Ben James, uh, and as ever, I'm joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato is back this week. And? And Tom Prosser, of course. Come on, man, don't week. forget Tom. Oh, he's, a, he's a constant on the podcast yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. I've just come from a meeting with uh, Jason Webber and, um, of uh, Kick Races at Football, and uh, even he agreed. The new lead, Ben... He's not bad, is he? <laughs> so what did you have on last week? Dominic Boo Tom, beat your heart out. He spoke well, didn't he? Yeah? So you're both getting uh, uh, yeah. a bit of praise, a bit of big up I out see, there. Well, see, Gabs have been, even Gabs have been listening to the podcast. Gabs always listens to the podcast. When I, mean, I interviewed him in a week, he said, I just can't stop nodding my head at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows, he knows. Great minds think alike and all, all right. that too, you know? Well, there we go. It's the last last podcast of the season. It's probably my last I podcast. I know. So, uh, so let's make it a good one because there's one. plenty to talk about. Yeah, there is plenty to talk about. We got Neil Warnock, Man United. But first, uh, Paul, I think you want to touch on. Of course, it was Steve Tucker's funeral this week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And Blakey and I were both there. Um, it was quite emotional. Mm. You know, Steve covered Cardiff City for us for a number of years. What I didn't realise, Blakey, until I was at the funeral, was that. At one of the games, there's been a round of applause for him from Cardiff fans. Yeah. I was clearly inside in the press room at that particular point, yeah. which I thought was incredibly touching. I had to go to somebody um, and say, did that really happen at the Cardiff game? Because I certainly didn't see it. So, nice nice point, but good send-off for Steve, I thought. Nice yeah. to see some Cardiff City officials there as well, Blakey. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And... Um, it was it was it was it was um it was a really it sounds wrong to say nice at the funeral but it was it was a really nice send off and I I felt his um his family and friends his daughter and his best friend in particular I thought they spoke amazingly well yeah. about him and um well, of course why I love the legacy his daughter was saying like she's going to carry on um with her reading and writing and traveling and stuff like that because you know, it's something that her, her father had ingrained in her and to make him proud and all that. I thought it was really touching. And, um, yeah, he'd be, he'd be really sorely missed. He, he already be missed because we were supposed to meet now. What is it? The, was it the 16th today? So we were supposed to be meeting in about a week to go on a, a bit of a bend around Cardiff to celebrate the end of the season and, you know, just have a, a drink in general to catch up so it's it's amazing that um, you know you go from making plans with someone and then just like two clicks and they're gone so um, but he'll travel well he's a good guy really badly missed really intelligent guy isn't he yeah. Tux and uh, 
yeah, sadly missed by everybody. Indeed, yeah, he will be sorely missed. Um, let's uh, let's get on to sort of the big Cardiff City news of the week, and that yep. is that Neil Warnock is staying. The biggest kept secret. Did anyone think anything different? Really? After uh, after all the soundbite suggesting he would stay in the media, it was came out after that meeting in London that he is indeed staying so uh, I think the club the hierarchy just wanted to have that to let you know they still have control and power it's clearly a power struggle Um, and you know if they were going to get rid of him because of relegation then they would have done so so. I don't think there was ever it was was ever in doubt Uh, and that might have been you think psychologically that might have played a part into why the team and Neil started so relaxed in the Premier League because there was no, there was no pressure of losing my job. There was there was little expectation of promotion, and I'd done something out of the extraordinary. And you know, it was almost like I put myself in a place where I can't be sacked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you know, um, less hope that the club is doing their due diligence and uh, planning. Uh, and making sure that the follow-on, regardless of whether we're in the Championship or the Premier League or League One, um, that they're planning for the next stage of Cardiff City. So obviously there was the meeting on Monday, wasn't there? We know that Warnock would have gone into that meeting with one assurances, you know, probably six transfers is probably what he was looking for. But... Is it not the case that the club would have been looking for assurances from Warnock and what sort of assurances would they have been? I think that needs to change, but go on, Paul. I, I think that, like Blake, I think there was an element of posturing here on both sides. Yeah. Um, but he was always going to stay. And the, one of the reasons I say that is because Mehmet Darman, who's the chairman, was very much batting Warnock's corner and, and that ultimately was going to hold sway. Vincent Tan would have regarded relegation as a failure, Blakey. Um but the problem, the problem that Cardiff had was they got rid of Warnock, right? Um, number one, it would have caused a fan outrage. Yeah, yeah it would have done. Um, you know, they were singing his name again at Old Trafford, singing his name almost in unison at, at Crystal Palace. Can I say one, one, one thing to you? One word? Southampton. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. I think Walnut's far more popular. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong decision, right? I'm just more saying more popular that than who? Who do you think of? Than than Atkins and people like that were. He, he, well, you know, can you be more popular? You can't measure that, can you? Yeah, there's just a special rapport that I think is unique between the Cardiff fans and him. I know what you're saying because they replace him with Pochettino, and we know what what, what happened there. Yeah, but sentiment. Um, you know, now you know why sentiment is no good in football. But. Irrespective of that, he is saying my concern was they weren't going to unearth another Pochettino Blakey. My concern was that we could have ended up with another Russell Slade, Paul Trollope type. Well, they're out there, Paul, because no, someone but, will, won't they? Yeah, but 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 we Cardiff City could have ended up in free fall, and that was too much. They of could a have rest. ended up in the Premier League for the next ten years. Too. So so the the issue we the issue we have now is this, yeah, mm-hmm. that I think that the majority of the of the kind of public, Cardiff City supporting public would, would accept Warnock staying for another year with the planning that you're talking about for next May, irrespective of whether Cardiff are in the Championship or the Premier League yeah? Or League One 
They won't go into league. Well, you always plan for the worst case scenario and plan upwards. Um, you don't know, Paul. All right. I, I, they ain't going to be in league. You, one. Well, they, no, I don't think they'll be in league one, but you plan for it. Um, the problem with the planning for post-Warnock at the upper end of the championship or the Premier League the season after next is going to be this, right? Is going to be this, that, you know, people say to me, yeah, you know, he grooms a Craig Bellamy or whoever. I'm just using that as a name as a young sort of Welsh manager. He grooms somebody to do that job a year down the line, yeah? But how can you do that, Blakey, when modern-day younger football coaches pretty much to a person play, in inverted commas, the modern game as opposed to the more direct approach, shall we say, that's brought card of their very success and Warnock's success down the years. So I don't see how you can have Neil grooming somebody. No, you can have Neil grooming and, and, and so... You know, you're delaying the inevitable, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so I don't so understand that. I don't understand you delay the inevitable because of sentiment. You delay the inevitable. It's not because of sentiment. You delay the inevitable because the alternative could be free fall. And the one thing that club doesn't need at this moment in time, having just brought everybody together, a lot of which you say yourself is down to Neil Warnock. Yeah. The last thing you need is the club to suddenly go into Okay, let me give an example of uh, Swansea. Rob Phillips said to me on call, Rob, many moons ago, um, go on then, Nathan Blake, give me a name that you think would be good for Swansea City. At that time, I told him Marco Silva, right? Marco Silva has gone on to be a very successful manager in the Premier League and probably would have been for Swansea. We never can say 100%, but... Law of averages probably would have been. So there is another Marco Silver out there. You just have to do your due diligence and your planning correctly. Now, what we seem to do is stumble from one situation to the next and we're behind. We're not we're reactive rather than proactive, right? So we're we're always one step behind rather than two steps ahead. Right? So this this, this I would say this this planning that's going to take place, that hopefully will take place, by the likes of your mate, uh, Mehmet and Ken and, and the You're owner. Not I mean, you, you know what I mean. You're your your direct contacts then. Your contacts, right? <laughs> but, you, you know, you would hope, I, I would hope that the planning that's going to take place, or I would say that the planning is going to take place with the squad Cardiff City have got, is that strong enough for the championship? You would say most certainly yes, right? Yes. Right, so what I've got to do as the owner, chairman, chief executive, I need to find myself a coach that my players are going to look up to and think I'm looking forward to working with him. Yeah, right. And as long as his personality, so I do my due diligence, I speak to people who he's worked with and around him, and blah blah blah, and other people who he's worked for, and na na na, and I find out whether this guy is going to fit into the philosophy of what my team are expecting because my team. I have no doubt. After going to Old Trafford and winning, have proved something to themselves. Yeah. Right? And have proved... You probably... Fans are probably scratching their head thinking on the way home, why haven't we played like that all season? Well, we'll come on to that, more of that in a right? minute. So, on, yeah. as a footballer, trust me, if... I would say 90% of footballers, given a choice, if you want to play for Neil Warnock or Pep Guardiola, 
you're going to play for Pep Guardiola, right? Because of how you play the game. Yeah? You might like Neil Warnock's personality more, but how you play the game, yeah, is how you're a footballer. You want to go out and give the best. So you're going to learn more. You're going to play the game in a way that you want, that way you always played it. When you were playing street football when I was a kid, you know, it wasn't like lobbing up to the big man up front and, you know, it wasn't, it was like dribble, I'm Ricky Villa, I'm this, I'm that, I'm trying to do things that you see on TV, right? So, I would say, looking at how Cardiff are at the moment, where Cardiff are, listen, I said last week, they're in a dilemma because yep. they haven't got the ability, I don't think, to be able to, or the vision, or the foresight to be able to go well, look at his record, speak to him, look at that record, look at that record. I think they're relying on other agents coming in and telling them, this is the man to put forward. I'm putting this man forward. I'm putting that man forward. Now, a lot of agents are solicitors, what have you, what have you, come from TV companies, editors, what have you, whatever. So they haven't got a clue about football. They're just supporters. It's not, it's not, they don't understand the process of, for instance, how a dressing room works, the ins and outs, how you motivate yeah so and you'd be surprised how many bosses who are in different businesses struggle to motivate their crew that's what Neil Warnock has in abundance is the motivational tactic he's able to motivate fantastically well but you need that next step you've got to have that next step and my worry is right the decision makers are still the same as the decision makers prior don't forget Warnick was available when they appointed Trollope so why right. did they delay so the why? but I'd also say this this coming season and this is my opinion now just me this is just for me I would have said okay you've got two options you've got Neil who's going to guarantee you to be in around the top 10 top 8 no guarantees of automatic promotion top 8 I would say I wouldn't even say that you know you look at Derby, Derby last night, they just got in. Look at Leeds, they're out. <laughs> right? Who would have said at the start of the season, three months in the season, Christmas, Leeds ain't going to go up and then miss out in the playoffs. Look how long Velo had been in the church. Right. You probably would have taken, I probably would have taken your house and your car by now, Paul. Right? So, you've got, you've got that situation right there. Now, how did Cardiff get into a situation where they know next two years, three years, you're going into the Premier League, but you're going to stay well, this next season for me is a season where I say, right, Paul Abandonout is coming in as a new coach. You've got a year to settle everything down and then the second year I expect to be knocking on that door for promotion, right? No matter what, right? Because I'm going to fund you correctly. We've got people in place now. We've got Ben, we've got Tom. They're part of our recruitment group. They go out, they look at players. Some of the players they are going to be saying to you, Paul, you're taking these players whether you like it or not, because we think they fit into the Cardiff City philosophy. And some of the players you're going to re recommend and we're going to go out and bring in on your behalf also. But it cannot, it's not, the way it is now, it's not just the manager says jump and the club say how high. It's now a, a totally different dynamic. You would say most clubs are run. Pep Guardiola just coaches a team. He obviously has a say into the players that come in. That's going to be the same across most. But there is a recruitment structure now. Cardiff have nothing in place in that recruitment structure. For me, that's the biggest problem because they're saying now, right, you've got 
you know the ability to bring in six new signings this summer. But what if he, Neil Warnock signings? If he's just going to be here for one more season, then the new manager might say, right. Well, if the Neil Warnock signings, the dilemma you've got is if you sign Neil Warnock's signings, are they then with a view to next season in the Premier League? If so, well, Neil's already, he's already telling him, well, Neil's not going to be here next season. No, so what, what happens here is we go back to it. You're delaying the inevitable, to use your, Absolutely. your three words. But that is a situation card. It is what it is. Yeah. The alternative... Uh, um, the can, I, can I say, club, sorry, can I say, I expect excellence from next year, not next season. I, I know I'll get from Neil Warnock, but beyond yeah. that, I expect some excellence think, for, the, for how the club function. The, and the, the club view was that if they change the manager... Number one, a new younger manager would have wanted a bigger budget. And number two, they feel, you say a year, they feel it would have taken three to four years to rebuild properly. Nah, um, not with the players you've got no, at that, hand. That, they that got was the, the viewpoint. No, young, well, that, that they used. So well, straight away, if that's the viewpoint of the club, I would say, if I was sat around the table with those three guys now, I would say, right, Junior Hoyland, uh, one of the most skillful players in a championship, Quality. Manus Lang has showed you what he can do in the Premier League. Murphy has showed you in glimpses what he can do. We need a striker, admittedly. We need a ball-playing, creative midfielder. We need a six because Gunners go in. And we probably need two in those positions uh, of each player. We definitely need a right full-back, although Peltz has done really well. But we need someone who's going to challenge him for this position. The three centre-backs we can kind of leave. We still got Connolly on our books, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a cover. So, you know, we've got a nucleus, a bigger than a nucleus of a squad that whether you're playing the Neo Warnock way or you're playing the Pep Guardiola way, give them a couple of months. If you're changing your way you play, you're not going to do it overnight. That was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's problem, but a gradual. So three or four players who are different to what Neil Warnock's choice maybe for this coming season right we're going to be at the heart so if Saul stays or he's fit or he's not fit you've got a nice centre half whether he's 21, 22 or 28, 29 you've got a 6 that's going to be do what Gunnison done and a bit more control and then you've got a creative or you have a creative 6 it's up to you and you have runs as your 8s but there's, there's lots of ways to improve things quickly for me because there's a lot that can be improved quickly. However, we are where we are, mm-hmm. and that situation you talk about will now take place next May. You hope. right? I hope. Yeah, we, we hope because the alternative is that it's an awful start, and you know um, things potentially go wrong. But but yeah, one way or the other, the change needs to take place next May, and Cardiff then are in an awkward position uh, because it's the same position they're in now. Yeah, yeah. yeah because <laughs> well. It is, but but hopefully it's with a team back in the Premier League because that's what the hope is. And realise then your wages um, are going to have to be a minimum um, of thirty grand, forty grand a week. Obviously, that, obviously that with not, with, is with that not players, the worst position to be in though. For for if you're worried about a new manager taking a season to to come to grips with the championship, it costs you less in the championship than he would in the is, Premier is, League. Is it is it exactly, that's even more unrealistic then, yeah. to be sort of throwing, throwing, into, throwing in a new manager into the Premier League? To straight well, into the most difficult league. In the world, and that's the intention, yeah. And so so that has got to be spot on. That puts a new manager in an awkward position because he's inheriting players, as we've just said, who the new manager it may not necessarily suit the new manager's style of play. Um, 
So what I said originally, Paul, was keep Neil and bring in a coach yeah. for this season, right? That's what I said, the Premier League season. Yeah, a, a co- top a coach. Co- a coach who has the un- a completely opposite viewpoint of how to play football, though, Blake. No, 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 no. But the, the remit for Neil... Well, it would be. It would no, 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 but the remit for Neil would have been... Because let's, let's not forget, you know, if you know the game and understand the game, <laughs> you can give advice... No, Neil's not like. And Neil is not his own God. Man, he can't he? say, "Well, no, I'm not doing that." You, everyone has to compromise. So you bring in a coach who you know you're not going to change the way they play overnight, as I said, and you're not going to go from no football to total football. But you're going to have to. If you do it next season, the same's going to happen. You're not going to be able to do. Paul Charlotte proved that. Ollie's proved that. You can't do it overnight. It is a gradual. Transition. So you bring in a coach, like I said, that plays more, plays knows how to play the modern day way. Then let's say, right? But he has to, under Neil Warnock's guide, he has to do it. It's a gradual thing. I don't think any of that's going to happen. Good, no, it won't good, happen. good idea or not? So we are. Well, it's not an idea. It's how it's done. Okay. So there yeah. is short termism at the moment. Mm. Um, for a change, and I can totally see why the club are in that position. To be fair, with with the special affinity afforded the fans towards the manager, I it, there are examples of other clubs, Blakey, where where clubs have been ruthless. But I have never ever, and and I'm happy to be corrected here, but I personally have never ever seen a team relegated with so much unity towards the manager and the players. I have Colin Todd. We loved him at Bolton. So it's, me, I think you're talking like this is a special case. It's not. Yeah. It's it's no different to anybody else. There are some teams who hate their manager or dislike their manager, who think their manager's middle of the road, who think their manager's it, great. No, You'll get all sorts. It is, Paul. It is a special, we're not special case. It is that. A special, no, we're not. It, I don't it think is a so. special case, Blakey, because of where Cardiff have come from. Right, this was a completely broken football club. Yeah. And it has been it has been reconnected that the club and the players and the manager have been reconnected. What's more people. important that the ma- that the, the, the well, fans that process are, had to take hold place. Hold on, hold on. Yeah? The fan, yeah, but I, you, I think you're looking at a bit of a false dawn because <laughs> are the fans reconnected with Vin- Vincent Tan or are they reconnected with Neil Warnock? They're connected. They're reconnected with Cardiff City. They're reconnected with their football club. Okay, then. So there should be no problem if Neil Warnock leaves. Then, if they're re- if they're reconnected with their well, club. Well, the date, the date, the <laughs> in theory, I suppose. <laughs> but the, uh, no, uh, is that uh, they they Neil Warnock is an important part of that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if he leaves next he's, year he's or this year, if he leaves next this year or next year, so but you've just said it. They're reconnected with their club. Yeah. So if Neil leaves, we they've 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 loved managers who've left before. That's not a problem. They get over it. What I would say on. is, I would so can that not? Is it, I think there's a lot no, of respect. No, because there's a special rapport yeah. for him as well as part of that. It comes as part of the package, and I think another year of that, and then he can leave, and that you know, I don't get that. I, I don't. I don't understand sure. that where that where you're coming from with that one. No, I'm sorry, Paul. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't I don't get that. Neil Warnock is reconnected the fans yeah I would say well you've said that yourself yeah but I know that's why he's been able to speak to the fans in the way he has I know well it's not they're connected with the club but they're more connected to Neil Warnock than they are to the owner 
hence why there was this little power battle today or yesterday and saying we we're going to make a decision. We all knew what the decision was, yeah. but it was kind of Vincent exerting some sort of, yeah, I'm still the man here, right? So I, I don't go for all that nonsense. It is what it is. It is what it is. I only care about my club, mate. You know, simple as that. And I know it can be done better, a lot better in many ways. Now, fans might say to me, Blake's, nah, God, keep warning up. Fine, no problem. But he's going to go next year. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guarantee you, if I have you in the top two or top four this coming season with a new manager, you can still sing Neil Warnock's name like you do Eddie May. That was 1993. I think there's a feeling, though, that he is more likely to offer those guarantees than any other manager that comes in. He, he knows more about promotion than any other manager who's ever been in British football. The records show that. I think you look at and, Bielsa, and, and I would say his record's no, pretty decent. And he just lost and, out. And he's done it three times from this division, which is a unique division. In many ways, it's the toughest league. In but never Argentina stayed football. in the other division. No, I know. So the change definitely has to be made. But do you... But, but, okay. I, I, like I say, we're going to agree to disagree. Cause you know, I, you're bringing up a Warnock squad. <laughs> Or when, we, when yeah, Warnock is full, the, of Warnock players, full of Warnock players, and then you're going to get rid when, of him. When Warnock, that goes, is the, Warnock is a sum of the parts manager who gets, and gets that the goes, best out of a, right. a squad. And like, that goes you know. exactly back to what I said three or four yeah. minutes ago, that that's where you have an issue at that point. But that's where we are. It's short-termism. Um, yeah. But in many ways, the club had no option but to stick with that short-termism at the moment, in my opinion. There's always an option. Blakey disagrees. I but that's fair I enough. Do. Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. For me, where I sit on this on, is, 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 a fans, <laughs> is a fans have respect for, for Neil Warnock. That doesn't necessarily mean they want him to stay. Like, I respect Warnock, and yeah. I w always will. Mm. But at the same time, for me, I wanted that change of direction. And I think there's lots of other fans there that have that same thing. It, it, just because you respect him doesn't mean you should stay. Yeah, and you sing his name, you love him, you'll always, you'll always love him and respect him for what he's done for this club. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's that's where the Eddie May thing comes in. God rest him. You know, the, the fans will always love and respect what he's done for the club. That just goes without saying, whether you leave this year, next year, or in five years. That's never going to change. Hence why I'm like, well, kind of like what you're going to do is set yourself a bigger problem in 12 months to fix, really and truly, because you're going to have more players who play the Neil Warnock way facing up to then a completely new yeah. way of life it's not a gradual thing but okay I think the the, the way you get around it is that you have a pre-season at least to then say right this man is going to develop this way but then your, cho your choice of manager you don't go from Neil Warnock to Pep Guardiola you need to go somewhere in between and think to yourself well if I want to get to the Pep Guardiola I'll go somewhere in between and then the next manager I go from from the middle manager to the Pep Guardiola is the Pep Guardiola if you understand what I mean. Do you understand what I mean? So it's a it's a stage process. It's a it's a it's a transition rather than say I'm gonna go from Margie Mackay to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. It's just like So you'd yeah. have got rid of Neil Warnock then this summer? I would have done yeah, yeah, because I don't do sentiment. I've told you that before, Paul. I think he's done fantastically well for this club. And I think everything he done was probably a year before it's time and it just so happens that I would have got rid of him a year before maybe everybody else would have
because I think that promotion brought everything forward. Right? It's what you've done is the ultimate goal is to get in and stay in the Premier League. Yeah. You've shown you can do it, but you've shown again that once you get there, you struggle to get there. You struggle to stay there. So if we're saying, well, by the time this time next year you're going anyway, I'm gonna say, well, I tell you you could come on to the board, but you have to understand that we're going to go into a different direction of well, I'm transition. Gonna, I'm going to counter that by saying they are right to keep holding Neil Warnock. I totally accept they, it is short-termism, but I, I feel they were in no position other than to deal with short-termism because of the very situation you mentioned that they've gone a year or so ahead of themselves. But we're going around in circles here. Yeah, yeah? yeah we are. We're going around in circles. That's a great debate, mate, because... I think one thing, you think another thing, but we're slightly together, but then apart on certain things. And then Tom has given from a fan's perspective, we love Neil Warnock, we respect him, but yeah, some are singing his name, but some would would like. I think there's an I think there's this there's this feeling, or what's being portrayed is that thirty thousand fans come to City Stadium, thirty thousand of them want Neil to stay. No, I don't think that is yeah, the right. Case. That's, that's but that's what's portrayed. That's, 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 that's what's portrayed. But there are people and I, I who are thinking to themselves, right? We, I have. We want to take that next step. We can yeah, see and if you don't play. Blakey, I have no science to base this on, but my gut instinct tells me probably the split is seventy-five percent in favour of them staying, twenty-five against. But it may be more close to fifty-fifty than I realise. You know. Well, that's the statement you just put out. Well, there, it, what it, it is. That's, what, what, that's, a, that's exactly what I'm talking what, about. What, that's uh, exactly what we're talking no, no, about. Seventy-five percent. Because when you write your stay. story, you would write a story in that manner that seventy-five percent thinking they want to stay. So, in other words, then oh, you're a provocative move yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know what I'm saying, though, Ben. Don't you? You understand what I'm saying? Bombastic, provocative. Bombastic. <laughs> 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 My kids will be listening to this and they'll, be, they'll, they'll be saying, Oh, Blakey had you there, didn't they? You know? <laughs> I, I want to know who the middleman is between Neil, Neil Warnock and Pep Guardiola. That's, that's the Chris Hooten. Ben, that's my answer. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's a close very good, there. Tom. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Most fans would say, well, you got sacked for the same reason, but no, no, no. I can't think of anything worse. Anything worse. That's Paul's opinion. I had his name thrown at me on um, Monday, or Chris Hewton's blah, blah, blah. And I said, what's that got to do with Cardiff? Well, he'd be perfect for Cardiff. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And then he knows how to take a team up. He knows how to keep a team up. I thought, yeah, we're the dullest football on earth. But no, no thank you for me. There we go. Uh, yeah, well, Brighton couldn't have gone to the Premier League being dull, could they? No, and the remit is to keep them in there. And you've yeah, done that. He was hard done by a Newcastle, hard yeah, done by yeah, yeah. Brighton. Let's just say Paul's out number three to work. <laughs> <laughs> First half of the season, they're fighting. The second half, they go under their shell, don't they? Well, he, 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 he gets, he's, it's, it's pressure. It's panicking. It yeah. does things to people, doesn't it? You know? But yeah, let's um, let's move on to Man United because there was, hey. yeah, there was a game of football on the weekend uh, at Old Trafford. And it went went quite well. 2-0 uh, at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Someone to be cheery about at the uh, end of the season. Yeah, I'll let... Um like, oh, Paul's just having his food delivered. Uh, yeah, must be Welsh cakes for us all. 
this is we even getting deliveries now in just eat on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we get deliveries in the podcast. Shall I start Man United? No, you can start uh, the food. No. <laughs> Come on, man, we go. I'm starving. I'm going to start Man United because, to me, with no pressure on them, and I accept that if there was something on the game, i.e., they needed a point or a win to stay up, they wouldn't have played like this. With no pressure on them, Warnock finally picked. The front four that I feel he should have been picking all season. You know my views on this, yeah? Zahor up top, Reed just behind, Mendes one side, Murphy the other. And they were liberated as a team, Blakey. And I know, you, you know, we've all been, you know, no pressure. It doesn't matter what level of football you're at. If there's no pressure on you, you play with a freedom. Sean Morrison was bringing the ball out of defence and, you know, it was... So they can't play then? It, it, was, it was beautiful to watch. All ended when Zohar went off after about 70 minutes. There wasn't another threat all game. But I'm telling you, yeah, they could have conceded a lot of goals. They won 2-0. They could have scored more. They, you know, it was, it was, it was fantastic watching Zohar, Reed, Mendes and Murphy tearing into that United back four. Um, England internationals. Um, so, yes, they can play. And to me, to me, I don't know why you're looking at me so quizzically. To me, <laughs> just waiting for the finish. The, 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 the I wonder what's in the bag too. To me, there's <laughs> two ham rolls. <laughs> to me, the template was set with that performance. I think that those four, those four, can play really well in the championship together. Um, they've all got quality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mendes. I've been a bit more cynical about it than you have, obviously, but I've seen... Oh, you've seen the light. Oh, he, That's what you've done in there. You've seen the light. No, but he's all on Child, the... let me tell you, you've seen the light. Um, so, I just think Zahor and Reed, as long as the ball's played to feet, there's just such a wonderful balance and contrast between those two. Bobby Reed scored 21 goals for Bristol City last time in the Championship. Um, Murphy can be a really good player at that level. Mendes, you know, I just think that the template is there now and that ideally is the way forward. What I fear is that Callum Patterson will come back in at 10 and it'll be lumped the ball up to him and that will be the approach, which may yet prove good enough. It was yeah, No, you might change a you know? little because this is last season. Just roll um, the dice, have a go. I just, I just really hope that Bobby Reed is the yeah. team is almost built around Bobby Reed as the ten, and the style of play is around Bobby because the defence is good enough for the prep for the championship. Oh, it's yeah. more than yeah. good enough. Get a couple of midfielders. really good midfielders in Blakey, mm-hmm. and that front four with Hoylet now and again fitting in, and maybe another striker coming in. Mm-hmm. You've got the basis of a, of a promotion winning team there. Mm, I, 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 I would say, yeah, you've got the basis of one, yeah. yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more with you, Paul. I think, uh, you know, I think what I would agree with there is Callum Patterson. Where does he fit in? Like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I just don't see where Patterson fits in. I would consider even giving him another go as right uh, as a right-back. So I think perhaps was Warnock a bit too quick to judge him of his defensive qualities. Because I think going forward, as you say, those four there really really good prospect to watch in I think my worry my worry is that Patterson fits in as a 10 or as a centre forward mm. that's my worry and, and Cardiff play lump it up to him because he's good in the air he hustles he bustles and I think that's what will happen well, right? it worked before didn't it 
But I really, really hope to change. Since then. I Neil's really won eight promotions that way. That four that we saw at Old Trafford are the four that he. I goes get the with. feeling you're going to become a very frustrating man next year. Yeah, I think I probably will. I because, think if you look at the quality of teams that are going to be in it. that league as well and how they're going to be playing, I think anyone who's seen the playoffs, <clears> especially like last night's game. I always say the playoffs, uh, those those big games, playoffs or not, cup finals, you know, last game of the season, the promotion, what have you, they're inspirational. You see people do things out of the ordinary. And that game last night, you know, Derby have never beaten Leeds, two attempts in the league and one in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they're inspired, mate. They just come and say, okay, let's just take the gloves off and let's see what happens. And that inspiration, you see special moments, you see special performances. Does play in the way Paul says, though, with that front four, does that maybe help in the championships? We spoke last week that more teams in the championships sort of play with sort of high presses. Mm. And if Cardiff try to play sort of that low block that they did the first time round and just knock it along, they're, they're going to get pressed the same way they did in the Premier League, aren't they? Mm. So maybe as long as, you know, Reed, Zahor, Murphy and Mendes Lang are willing to sort of, you know, do the running up top. Well, no Mendes is like brilliant at these both sides of the game. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. He's the the catalyst. He's given he's given sort of healthier sort of. Mm. I've said it since he comes. Assurance, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wait, well, he's beautiful for Paldier because now Paldier can do what he's best at. I don't have to worry about getting around you and getting crosses in because you you're like a steam train and you'd love to run from. 30, 40 yards out, straight down the line. So I tell you what, I'm not quicker than you, so I'll just back you up. That's all he needs to do. That's, you know, I, I would say to him, just just stay behind me, like I used to with Damon So, because he wasn't quick enough to get around me. This, no, it's, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pass it to someone if I can do it myself. You know, I just think, you've got some really, really good players, and, you know, I just think, You'll be there or thereabouts. Summer's, listen, summer's going to be very, very interesting, right? The signings, the calibre of signings, what positions and what have you. And it should be, the signings should be about what's best for the club. Yeah. Yeah? Both this season, next season, and the coming seasons, not just one eye on today. And if Neil knows he's not staying next year, that as well. That's why I say the club has to get involved to say, well, you know, that's okay building, but yeah. we can't build for one season. We've got to build for two or three seasons. Yeah. As as Wolves, my whole team did, you know, they built for, you know, with one eye on, right, what happens next. You got anything to add on that, Paul? Yeah, I don't buy that about the playoffs, Blakey. I know what you're saying. There's no way Derby County are going to come to Cardiff City Stadium and score four goals against that Cardiff defence and the way Neil Warnock sets the team up. I know, I know what you mean. Um, you know, they've got players like Harry Wilson and this Mason Mount who just look exceptional players. Um, I would like to think, you know, you look at Stoke City. Stoke City have got a much bigger budget than Cardiff. They haven't got anywhere near the top six this season, nowhere near it. But I I think that there's a little bit of, um, how can I word this? Um, I don't know if Emperor's Clothes is the right word, but I, I right phrase, but I I I'm I'm not sure the quality of some of those teams is of the 
level of the statue of the club, if you see what I mean. I don't have to explain Well, you know, you've got massive clubs down there, like, you know, Aston Villa still there, except they've got real quality throughout, right? Although some of their defence is open to question. You've got Leeds, you've got West Brom, you've got Stoke, you've got you've got Forest, you've got Derby. I'm not sure if it's reputation, if if they're if the teams are actually as good as as we actually think they are. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was speaking to somebody at Swansea about this, high up at Swansea, and he was saying to me that the standard isn't that great, to be honest with you. No. And this is from a team that ended up, well, I don't know where they finished, was it 10th or something yeah, like that, tenth. you know? Hmm. So uh, I've just wondered if actually if you cut through the, the magnitude of the club you're playing against and just deal with the football, if it's quite of the every team, let me tell you that we think it Every is. team that comes down from I the... I may be wrong there. Every team that comes down from the Premier League and the Championship yeah. catches a surprise. Yeah. Right? Yeah catches a surprise when I left Cardiff City I went Sheffield United I tell the story we got relegated and I remember walking past Wally Downs' office pre-season and he said Blake's coming here mate I went in and he started going through the championship table and he was literally like this with a pen so and so so and so will beat them so and so so and so will beat them so and so so will beat them so and so, we'll beat them, we'll beat and he went down the table. We'll beat them, we'll beat them. And we went into that season thinking exactly that. Yeah, we'll beat them, we'll beat them, we'll beat them. Until the game started, right? And yes, Cardiff have only been in there one season, but you change your mindset when you go to the Premier League. Yeah. And it took Cardiff a while to get to that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They now got to change back to this is not just a higher skill level than it was the season we were in here and won it or got promoted. The standards is higher again, right? It's probably faster again, as you've seen over these playoff games, the tempo of the game and the skill level is improved again. But we got to go back to playing 46 games. Yeah, sadly Tuesday, sadly Tuesday. That is, right, so your body adjusts you got to get to get your. That's what I'd be saying. To those boys pre-season, even end of the season when they left. Listen, get your mind ready. Above all, we are pre-season is going to be hard. Yeah, but but they've right? got they've got Warnock who knows that division inside out, Blakey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely knows it inside out. Whereas I'm not sure other managers of teams that come down because normally when a team gets relegated, Blakey. They change their manager just before the end, yeah. And I'm not sure that some of the other managers, when they come there, know it as well as Warnock does or as Sean Dyche did, for example. You know, they've sort of done their hard yards in the lower divisions, those managers. Um, whether Scott Parker knows it as well is open to question. Why, why on earth would the Huddersfield manager have any idea what, what the championship is really like having you know I uh, would have said if he knows Wagner which he does Wagner would have given him the insight and told him exactly be prepared but there's a yeah. different there's a difference between you know a short spell in the championship and someone like Warnock who absolutely knows it inside out absolutely years yeah, yeah. and years yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think that's but you why. know something inside out but admittedly by the last time we were there 
it's changed. We admittedly got out of there playing what we were all labeling in inverted commas, old school. Mm. And yeah. I'm saying the new school has improved from the last time we were there. And you won't convince yeah. me of that. Because I've watched it, I've seen it with yeah. my own eyes. Villa, thinking middle of the season, not a chance. All of a sudden, make the change of manager, they get going, they start playing, the confidence builds. Thinking, that's a Premier League team. Yeah. Still something to be said for a rock solid defence though and clean sheets, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Every, every team for that. Every look, but every team that's successful, doesn't matter if you're Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal of old, Chelsea of old, Man United of old, they're all built on defence. You can't have a weak defence. I'm not saying I'm not I'm I think what I think what you're trying to allude to is saying that Warnock's defensive teams are always better than everybody or they they one thing he has good defensively, but any bad manager worth his salt who's been successful knows that. Any player, we all know, you know, I could score 50 goals a season, but if we're leaking, you know, 51 a season, we're struggling. I think, I think with, with Cardiff's defence, which doesn't need much tinkering, if any at all, in fact, I don't think it needs anything, um, with Cardiff's defence... Taken for granted our Mangus days. Yeah, with Cardiff's defence, mm. with, um, with the front four that I mentioned... I think they'll be very, very close. The key is getting two really good midfielders in, because I'm still not convinced about Joe Rowles, right? The key is getting two really, really good midfielders in there. You know, to, you know, like when you used to play uh, Ramsey, yeah? A Ramsey of the championships. So There's not Aaron Ramsey, I didn't, otherwise it's Paul yeah. Ramsey. You oh, oh, oh I was going to say, I didn't play Ramsey. You can play that old. He won't be fighting you for that. He'd be like, I didn't play with him. That sort of... Dominant, bossy midfielder, but a championship version. You know, he, he was a um, he was a what's now League Two version, if you like. Um, you know, who's got physical ability? I think you need that in the championship as well. Mm. Um, and I don't see why that then can't. You know, it doesn't all have to because because Mendes has got power. Zahor has got power. You know. Get a couple of midfielders in there, and then you can afford your Reeds and your Murphys just flit around because they're I, the rarity. I, I, I don't think than I don't role. think it's going to be as easy as what I think you think it no, is. No, I don't think it's I easy. I think if at you all. look at someone like Sheffield United and how they've done it and got out of there, yeah, and then you look at someone like Leeds and how they try to do it and are still stuck in there, yeah, you know, it, there is no there is no one complete answer. But what I would say is it is moving towards teams who yeah. play more efficient football then. And I'm not saying we have to play like Man City to get out of there. Yeah. But I do think you are going to need more ball retention next season. Like, I honestly do. Do you think that will I, happen? No. No. So it's interesting you said about sort of Swansea finding it not too bad because early parts of the season Swansea had a lot of learning curves I know Potter came in and tried to play out from the back which mm. probably is he the, quickly it, shut it, down we, he still he still he persevered with it because that's, mm. that's it's the best way to probably play against the press isn't it mm. if people are pressing you hard mm. play no, around I, them and drag them out no, rather no, just the best way against the press is over the press What which is what we Cardiff did or do but the problem is if you've got someone like we saw this against say Palace when they had those four at the top when, mm. you, when, when a team like that are pressing hard and you've got 
say someone like Sean Morrison who isn't the best on the ball, mm. if you get pressed, pre- oh yeah, then mm. you just you just you just aiming long balls long. Mm. You, you you gift in possession. Mm. That's that's mm. the problem, isn't it? Well, you you've seen it with um, uh, Leeds last night. You know, Derby pressing them, pressing them, and they just kept making the same mistake. The keeper kept playing it in to the back or the midfield, and I'm thinking to myself, mate, Derby got your ticket at the moment. For the next 10 minutes, just change it up and play yeah. over the press into your striker. Yeah? Play over the press. It, it's uh, Remember Man City, I think they played um, a French team. It was a Marseille. Leon. Leon, Monaco, something like that in the Champions League a couple of years ago. Yeah, and Monaco. they were Monaco. And yeah, they were Monaco. brilliant on the press. And Pep is saying, play over the press. You have to. You have to play over the press. That's when you have to take advantage with... That striker that can either hold up the ball or stretch your yeah. team. It's as simple as that. So, listen, it's it's a great debate. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't think... I look at the championship. I'm looking at the managers in there. I'm looking at the calibre of players in there. I'm looking at the teams in there. And I'm thinking, every year it's going to become more and more difficult. You know, I wouldn't get... I don't think there's no guarantees no. on Fulham. There's no guarantees on us. There's no guarantees on Huddersfield. You know, then you look at the likes of Sheffield Wednesday with Brucey, how many times he's done it. Birmingham with their, without their um, deduction of points, they would have been knocking on the door. You know, Notts Forest are going to be there or thereabouts. Leeds are going to be in contention. Stoke, I think they can go one way or the other. I think those players, I think it's deeper than just um, they're struggling. I think the age of their squad doesn't help on one hand, but also I think the players were still in that Premier League mode and almost yeah. looking at Nathan Jones like who are you yeah. right and I think yeah. once Jonah gets his people in there if they allow him that time I think they'll be there or thereabouts top eight for sure right you don't think he's so getting, not with him as manager not getting, with him as manager he's getting no. rid of something okay. like Charlie Adams gone who was yeah with the greatest respect was dead that yeah 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 but we're another club I was, yeah no. so I think I think I think they could be there you don't know um, but it's it's listen, there's, the the teams come up from League One. You know what that's like. Teams often go bounce, bounce, carry that confidence on. You just there's always a surprise. There's always a surprise. Yeah. Cardiff two years ago, Sheffield United and Norwich this year. Absolutely, there is. There is. Absolutely, um, start of the season. No one gave Norwich a cat's chance. Well, they struggled actually. I think it was the absolutely they were calling for the I, end. I think the league the cup manager. game when he when he beat Cardiff. I think that given a bit of their um, a bit momentum, of confidence yeah. and momentum. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So I think it's going to be really difficult, uh, as it is anyway. But I think it it's going to be difficult to do how we do and get out. I think that's going to be uh, extremely. Do you difficult. think? Do you think that seeing what they could do in a big mat well you know Old Trafford 75,000 seeing what those players can do playing a bit of football will influence the manager at all no I think you've got to I think you've got to do look at I think you've got to look at that Old Trafford result as well and look at what's going on at Old Trafford yeah. it's not just like what do the players think though because you know as players you always like you know that Old Trafford we're going to Old Trafford that it's not Old Trafford of the 90s we know that if we go there as players, yeah. you know, you know. I think when he's going there, hmm? I think he's saying more about they they you know, want to play that way. I think is what he's yeah, alluding. Players to. love that freedom, and then you 
think, well, we beat Man United 2 0 at Old Trafford, okay, maybe it's not Trafford. That's, that's going to be in the players' minds. Yeah, yeah that, 100%. When, when, you then, when you then, you know, play in loop. 100%. You know, what you've done, what you've done is, with that result and how they played, players go on the phone after they go off the bus and go, why haven't we played like that? Do you, do you dispute? I hope we play like that next Do season. you dispute what I've said about that front four can play like that in the championship? And No, not at all. Potentially? Not, absolutely, I think they could, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Makes a change on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we'll take a quick break. To, uh, <laughs> I was just dead in the floor. You're astonishment. I'm going to eat while you do that. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break while uh, Paul eats his... Uh, Paul's taking a quick break. Uh, ham rolls. Oh, um, cobs as well. Sure. No thanks, mate. Not with that ham. And then, oh. uh, we'll be back with a bit of uh, Ask Blakey because we remembered it this week. <laughs> okay. Yes, Ben. <laughs> Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Right, uh, welcome back to Blakey's Boot Room. It's time for a bit of Ask Blakey. It's back this week after someone forgot it last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what half, half the questions on Facebook this week are, oh, we remembered it. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It wasn't me. But I'll take the rap for no, it. No, it was, it, was, it was completely my fault. Um, oh, it was Dominic's fault. Yeah, you're right, it was. Yeah, it was Dominic's no, you, don't, you don't want to ban my thing because he's got a question. There's a question from, Dom, from Dominic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I miss you. Can I come why, back? Why don't you ask that one? Give him that one first. Yeah, I'll find it there. Right, this is a question from Dominic in Manchester. All right, Dominic in Manchester. Where on earth was that Cardiff seat performance when I was covering the club? Uh, someone told me because they knew you had gone to Manchester and after your exploits of out partying with the team at the end of last season, thinking you were one of the players, that they collectively got together and said, let's do it to show Dom because he's left us. There we are. Well, there you go. I think that answered your question, Dominic in Manchester. Absolutely. Uh, uh, next question comes from Tom here in the podcast. Gone to the dark side, Dominic has. Well, Bruno Manga this season has been one of our standout players. Where do you see him fitting into the side next week? Because we've got Morrison, Bamber as centre-halves, and I don't think we should play him as right-back. So where do you see him fitting in? I'll answer that question for Blakey, right-back. Whether he should mm. be or not, but that's where he'll be playing. Anyway, Blakey, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ask I, I, I think... Uh, we do well to hold on to Bruno if I'm totally honest I think there's I'm not sure how long he's got his contract pulled you know? no, he's got another year yeah. I think they've got another option, year yeah. he's got another year they, they, they think they'll tie him up with that other year yeah So. Yeah, but the idea is Paul you don't let players run down to a year yeah. right because I, if he's got a year you don't you sell him basically yeah. and, uh, and just just a, just, a, just just a thing always sell your asset when it's at its peak rather than on the way down the hill right so you maximize but have a plan for who's coming next what the conveyor belt is so you have someone in place who you know right they're going to be a replacement for Bruno we maximize our profit he's got a year left chances are even if he stays another year then what you do you lose a, a player of his caliber for zero which is criminal Again, it's those sorts of things that the club, you can't let top players, your top players, run their contracts down to 12 months if you've got any intention of keeping them or selling them. You just can't, because if it was me, if I was Bruno now, 
I would just play another year and then I would I get off. I think he's more likely to go abroad than he is to a Premier League club. I don't know about that. I honestly don't know. No, I think there's a few Premier League clubs who could do with him, to be honest okay, with you. Not just one, and they could do with him. Yeah. What, what do you think um, is the mentality of the player in the final year, the contract? Do they do they really care about, about being in the final year if they're, if they're in a good position like Manga? The only thing you, 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 you think is, I don't want to get injured, obviously, yeah. no major injury, but you don't go into a game thinking that way ever. You don't go into a game thinking, oh... No, I don't want to get injured. You just go in as a yeah. as normal, and all those things. You could do if you thought that. The, the, I always say, foot, the, the the pitch, the green grass is like your sanctuary. You forget all your troubles. You know, you just go and play the game. That's the beauty of it. So, I would have thought. Um, no, I I I I think it's a, a conundrum for the club, uh, and I would be saying, I would trying to be gauge whether he wants to sign. I'd be putting a contract in front of him now to sign. Even if I didn't want to keep him next season or beyond that one year, I'd be getting him to sign so That's I can sell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can sell it. Right, next question uh, comes from Phil Moss on Twitter. All right, Phil. Nice. Nice, nice accent, Natter. Uh, how much does he think Warnock will get to spend and what players, uh, what players would Blakey sell? And also, I think he agrees with you, Paul, here, because he says Zahor and Reed would rip up the championship, 40 goals between them. Okay. At the end. Well, they're losing at uh, Camarasa and Gunnison. Yeah. Right. So you're looking for really a complete rebuild of your midfield. You're only left with essentially Rawls, Demore. Demore. He sees Bakuna as a midfielder, doesn't he? Bakuna. Um, well, O'Keefe is still on the books, albeit I think he's out of contract. Stuart O'Keefe, yeah, he's comes to the end, yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think you're looking for a rebuild of the midfield for sure. What was the other part of the question? Sorry. Uh, yeah. So how much money does he think he'll have to spend, and then what players would he sell? Or what players would you sell? I wouldn't. I wouldn't solely give. I think that's part of the problem. I, I don't think Neil can have the How money, much? the budget. The budget. I think there has to be targets, and then you. I think there has to be an agreement between board and Neil, because Neil has to accept the club is going to go in a different direction in twelve months' time. So, he would be the first to say, "Well, you can't solely do it my way. Surely, you have to do it with a view to what I on what's coming after me, and whatever direction you want to go in. Those are the sort of players we're gonna, you know." be looking to purchase but if you're a good coach you can coach anybody I mean it doesn't matter if you're just a, a blockhead who kicks it and kicks people you can still a good coach will still coach you to be in the right position and blah 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 so you know Cardiff, Cardiff need to get involved in the game for me right because to me what has happened is they've almost given autonomy to Neil and stepped back enjoyed the success right and now are like kind of what do we do next yeah. I think that's what most people would agree that's where we are is like what do we do next and because they don't have a contingency plan for what happens next and never did that's why they keep with Neil but make no Bones bad. They need to have a plan in place that starts to take effect pre-season with the signings you're bringing in, 
that is also going to affect the season after Neil's gone. So you, you, you don't just give the budget and everything to Neil and say, off you go. There has to be... And I mean, it's difficult because they don't have the people, the experience, they don't have the knowledge in place. So, you know, they need to. They need, they need to get it in to the club somewhere along the line. The club needs to become... What's the saying go? The whole is greater than some of the parts. Yeah, the parts yeah right. You know, and that—that that is kind of the philosophy that needs to be brought to Cardiff. Think of everything that goes on commercially, and financially. You know, uh, in boardroom level, player level, coaching, youth level, academy level. You know, the whole thing needs to run in one direction. You know what I mean. From bottom to top, or top to bottom, but it all needs to run in the same direction. So everybody knows, right? If I go to Cardiff City, I know what I'm getting. You know, you see the greatest club in the world. They say Manchester United at the moment. You know, with all due respect, I don't know Woodward, but I think it's evident that you don't really know what you're doing when it comes to players. Right, it's okay saying I'm gonna purchase him, I'm gonna purchase him, and I'm gonna get Sanchez just so you don't put the man city and look, we can pay. But look how that's ended up. What a slap in the face that is. Yeah, they've got they, they United, they've still got Sir Alex's one of his scouts, one of David Moyes' scouts, one of Van Gaal's recruitment guys, absolutely, and sort of Mourinho's guys, absolutely, still, still working in recruitment, absolutely, Not just the players, you've got backroom staff, absolutely, regimes. and so it's no, it's no surprise that. I always say it always comes out on the pitch. Yeah. Right? The pitch never lies, mate. Simple as that. And the fans know it. Right? The fans are the only constant of your club. So, treat them with respect. Look after them as much as you can. Like I always say, knowing like that, how things are at the moment, poverty and what have you, blah, 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 blah. You know, go to the schools who you know are struggling and give tickets and maybe put buses on for away games and stuff like that. Help your community. Do you know what I mean? It's not just about Cardiff City and you all come and give us your money. You know, you've know, you got to go back into the community and bring those people, you know what I mean, as a one. So I'll deal with the sell side of it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Um, He's back. He's filled his belly. Um, <laughs> funny enough, because I'm just putting together a... Uh, should Cardiff keep or who they should keep as a okay? Let's do it. He's got he's got a bumper squad there. He's got um, a huge squad. He's got a bumper squad and he's adding another up to six to it. So, I um. I I think that the following probably need to be moved on. Yeah, and this is for their own sakes as much as anything else because um. Okay, minutes. Because they need football. Yeah. yeah. So probably Brian Murphy. I think Matt Connolly probably needs to because he's not going to get. He's got to go, man. I would have gone a long time if I was. O'Keefe even with no midfield isn't going to get a look in, so he needs to go for his sake. I think Healy and Harris probably need to go to get regular football somewhere. Both of them, they're they're at an age where they need to be playing regularly. I grudgingly 
say Lee Tomlin should go because he'll be coming back as well. Um, grudgingly say he should Lee go. Lee Tomlin? Because something, there is ability in that bloke that just hasn't come out, but he needs to go as well. Come on, yes, yes. And the other one who's coming back from loan is Gary Medine. Now, it could be, he just helped Sheffield United get promotion here. It could be that Warnock builds a Route 1 team around the team and he suddenly scores 15 or 20 goals and surprises us all next season. But I think, realistically, Cardiff have got to cut their losses on that one. There's a pig flying overhead. Now, I think... If Gary Medine gets a third promotion in three years, it's just... just... Okay. Jazz Richards could go either way. I think they should keep him. No, I get rid of Jazz. Um, I don't think you can carry players for that long. Bakuna could go either way. I would mm-hmm. keep him as well for utility reasons. And he's on a really long deal as well. Then he's got a he signed a four and a half year deal when we signed him in January. That's crazy. Cunning, cunning that is hold on a minute. Four and a half. Four years. and a half. That's five year deal effectively. How the that that's what I'm talking about. If you honestly come to me and said you want a five year deal. I, I would say to you, mate, try five months. Yo, you you need help. If you think I'm giving any, it's, it's not. A, I wouldn't give Banger a five-year deal. Twenty-seven as well. Who's that name? Bakuna. Where? Why would you? What, who would sanction that? Ars- Arsene Wenger used to do. Once you get to thirty, it's one-year deals. Right. Five years. I mean, doesn't anyone? Que- I didn't know that. Don't don't we question those I didn't decisions? Know that, either, to be honest that is out of this world. Going going back to five years. I would keep. Listen, so, it's <laughs> no. I'm not illing out on Bakuna. Well, you know, if it was me, I would take it. But you know, if if. I just got. I lost my words. I, I, would, I, keep, honestly, I would keep both goalkeepers, although I accept for poor Smithies, it's unfortunate he's got to play second field out of Etheridge, but I would keep them both. I don't think he'll stay. I would keep, I would keep, I would keep Peltier. What about Cunningham? There's an issue now. Cunningham. Cunningham, oh. you know, Cunningham deserves regular football, but he's not mm. going to get it with. There was a bit of a. You know, my view is always rated Joe Bennett as a better player. Uh, but there was a bit of a nip and tuck battle with them at one stage in the season just gone. And obviously Joe has come through and prevailed and has been the regular pick afterwards. But does Cunningham want regular football? Does Cunningham need to go to get regular football elsewhere? I think you get it regular yeah. here. Do you? Yeah. I think it's Smithies and Cunningham, they both would have jumped to the chance of being squad players in the Premier League. But I think neither would be particularly happy about being squad players in the championship. I'd so agree with that. I think Demore probably needs to go as well. Another one. So there's quite a bit of pruning that, that Cardiff need to do to get... There's a lot of balance, players we brought in we ain't really utilised, isn't it? To balance yeah. the... You look at Cunningham, never been utilised really. Jazz Richards, yeah. never been utilised really. Yeah. Uh, Smithies, never been utilised really. That's understandable because of Etheridge's form. But... We we, we we do sign a lot of players that don't end up featuring. With quite a bit of them for money as well. Yeah. Five years, Bakuna. Um, five years. Well, Bakuna didn't come for money. but, but Five years? <laughs> but Tomlin did come for money. Medine came for money. Reed and Murphy came for large sums. And yeah. Neither. Didn't, didn't neither. As much as they no. So, there is... Five blood seed years, I can't believe it. Five years, man. That's, that's Go on. Right. 
Kuna, that's a deal, I, mate. I don't know why you keep looking at me with this. I didn't sign. I'm not. I'm just. It's just. Fighters. It's just a comfort thing. It's where my body is shaped. I'm not looking at you. I can just, see you thought I was joking when I said that. To you. I thought you was winding me up. Yeah. I'm not even sure that's the case. I'm taking your word for this. But you can't sign a five-year deal, man. Anyway, should we move on? He's got a good agent because when he signed at Reading, it was a four and a half year deal as well. That's um, that's <laughs> outrageous. Good, good agent from a team that's struggling, by the way. On his way out of the out of the championship. Because the third part of that question was um, Phil, which which needs to be sold. There is, I think, whoever the individuals are, I think we can all accept it. it's too big a squad, and even allowing for the absence of the midfield three now, it's still too big a squad, and there is some pruning going to be required. I just it's beggars belief, mate. Right. It beggars belief. Give me right. on, on print. Absolutely. Oh, we go. we got it it's got the evidence um, too. So from uh, one Phil to another now, this is Phil Weston also on Twitter. <laughs> if a manager announces his departure date... Oh, is it, sorry, is this from another Phil? Phil Weston, yeah, another Phil. All right, Philip. Uh, yeah, if a manager announces his departure date in advance, does it undermine his authority within the dressing room? Can you see this being a problem this season? Next Great point. Yes, I think it did. It, 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 well, I would say it most certainly does. Especially if you've got a five-year contract. <laughs> you know, I don't have to do much this year. Now I go next year. Yeah, man, I'm here longer than you. So do your worst, do your best. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think it's a great point, Phil. I I don't think it will under Warnock because he probably put you in Siberia. And then, you know, you're in a, a difficult position. But, yeah, it could well do. It's, it's probably, it, that's a point I haven't even thought about, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's a great question. It, let's hope not. Let's hope not. But it can, for sure. We've seen it with other teams. Okay. Uh, question now from James Layton. James? I like, I like this question. Do you think the club likes this question, should James. be grooming Big Soul Bamba to replace Warnock when he eventually steps down? So Bamba. That's, it's left field. That's why I like this no, question. No. I'd rather have someone like Saul Campbell. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah see, I haven't thought about that, have you? I'd rather have someone like that who told you what I could do, then you chuck him a hospital pass of a club, and he's still no. done it. Right? Frank Lampard into Derby, Steven Gerrard into Rangers, Saul Campbell into Macclesfield. <laughs> How is that possible? And then keeps them up. With a ten-point deficit, I think when he got there, something like that. Yeah. Listen, Dom's the Macclesfield fan. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. stranger things have happened, like UFOs landing, but let's not go there. <laughs> All right. Um, let's. Uh, I think the rest of the questions pretty much are just about. New yeah, let's do it. You got some names? Oh no, no, no! I, I was gonna, but I'm not. I've, I've decided now after our conversation. I just want to sit back and see what the club come up with. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I'll. Then the fans, I think, will have thrown out some names. Uh, Neil Marpe from uh, Brentford. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Go for him. Yeah, like him a lot. Like him a lot. I might sure Wayne be. Davis suggested that. Yeah, Wayne liked that one. The only thing with that is, I think he would cost probably about ten to fifteen million at least. No. That's the that's the world we're in now, that's Tom. Probably, that's probably the asking price in it for a champion. You know, that's that's the that's the world. I think that's something that the um, the club has to get. If you're going to get a proven goal scoring asset, that's what they cost, isn't it? Really? I also like. Uh, I said I wouldn't, but I will. I keep one. 
or the Bajo, the right back mm. from Brentford. Yeah, because he had yeah. a nasty injury, yeah. didn't he, which yeah. set him back. Really like but, him. But when he was uh, first at Brentford and um, his first spell, he was really good. And then he mm. joined Hell. Like I said, he got injured. I think then his contract uh, went down because he had mm. a long term injury. Then now he's gone back to Brentford and has again looked mm. like his old son. Another player they could probably look at. Yeah, he's old. Give him a year, maybe 18 months, two years. Uh, yeah, Danny Simpson. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that. Actually, I was writing an article um, earlier on today about we six signings. Alike, don't we? We think alike. Simpson was yeah, the first thing on the list. Yeah, we think alike. Fair new folks for the podcast. Yeah, we think alike. We about the right back. Yeah, the left, the right back. Yeah, he's yeah. out of contract at the end. The Premier League winner. Before you start raising your eyes, the Premier League winner, experience, it's quality. It's more important for areas of the team to target on the right back. I see. That's where you, I see. That's where you're wrong. Because you get nothing going forward from our right back position. Yeah, and I've argued that all season, but Peltier has won me over with the way he's played in the last few games. Peltier has been brilliant. He's, uh, he's won me over. What happens if Mendes Lang isn't there? That's um, Hoylet place. Yeah, okay. Um, this one from Phil Weston. He's thrown out a couple of names. We've had a few Phils today, haven't we? already <laughs> had a Phil Weston. Only, you like the only, name Phil? Many people called uh, Phil. Philippe. Uh, <laughs> in Canada. Okay, Woodburn, Ampadu, uh, Wilson and Smith. I'm pretty sure that's Matt Smith. Would these be good loan signings or is it just romantic old guff because they play for Wales? I think they would be good signings, but I think there is a bit of fantasy because they are Welsh and I think we'll struggle to get loans definitely from Liverpool and Chelsea after Neil's reaction to trying to loan players from there because there's a process that takes place now with loanee players. And you need to be you need to be part of that process and understand that process. So, you know, like digging out Liverpool and Chelsea at the start of the season, I just thought that was that was a bit crazy to be honest with you because you could well be going back there. They've got a what's the uh, young centre forward, uh, Rian Brewster. He's on yeah. my list as well. Very good. He'd, I'd rather have him and see what he can do. Get him on loan. Uh, the boy Izzy Brown at Leeds, another good player. I know I'm giving you all my. Um, if you want to experience Codger Villa, if they go up, go and nick him. Try yeah. and nick him. Um, if you want to go a bit further afield, you got uh, Joseph Martinez, Atlanta, in America. Fantastic little player. Fantastic little player. Um, but going to cost you a bit of money. Ekambi, or Ekambi, Carla Camby, Villarreal, what a player. He was more for the Premier League, though, but okay. what a player. Moise Keane, I've already mentioned, he's yeah. on my list. Yeah. Jamie Campbell would probably know about him. He's a, uh, mm. he's a big Villarreal fan. Mm. Mm. Um, who else have we got? Names, Sam Reen, being a bit naughty here. Uh, does Blakey think that Cardiff should sign Harry Wilson and Daniel James, two young Welsh talents? see Daniel James going down uh, yeah, but I, <laughs> like I, 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 wouldn't they just go back to Derby or wouldn't they just go back they're on loan right no well, Wilson, Wilson, Swansea. Wilson's on loan obviously Dan James is at Swans oh, they're talking about the Swans then. <laughs> Wait, uh, <laughs> but why would he sign in a championship club he's going to go Premier League so I, I just think that's you know, you've got to be re- realistic with what you're saying and, and work out the pros and cons. One, he plays for your biggest rival. And two, he wants to play at the highest level. And three, there's Premier League clubs chasing him. Was that a year the other day? 
Man United. Man United, yeah. So, um, well. just going back to the the original one about the Welsh four that were mentioned, yeah. Yeah. I think there is an element of romanticism to all this, right? Okay. Ampadu, and yeah. no, nobody's talked of Ampadu more than I have. He's nowhere near ready at the moment. Um, ready? You know, he's for not what? Like he, well, people saying he should be in the Wales team and all Ooh. that. He's not. He's not ready for. What are it. you talking about? How, how can he not be ready? The boy made his debut. Do you know what it's like to play professional football at sixteen? Professional. Yeah, but I've no, no, no. There's no but. There Do you is know? A but. There is a but because I watched the Denmark away game and how Ericsson just ran rings around him. He needs another year. Ericsson or... ran rings around yeah. Ampadu. Yes, I think. Did I... you watch him in France before? France went and won the World Cup. And did you see his performance? Then? Yes, he was excellent. It's a friendly game, though. I was talking about competitive football. Right. So Harry he's played Wilson... competitive football. So why do you think Chelsea bored him when he sits on the bench and gets a bit of time here and there? Because they obviously... Because he's only 17. Because he's going to be a top player at some point, right? But I don't think he's ready for a promotion a promotion charge in the Championship. They're taking a lot for granted, I think. I, think, I, think, I, think on... I don't think Matt Smith is either... Woodburn, I've got enormous regard for, like Ampadu, um, but something's not quite right there, and I don't think he'd fit the Warnock style. Harry Wilson is the one I would love to see come to Cardiff because we're in an era of goal-scoring wingers. But Harry, Winger, Harry Wilson will be in the Premier League next season. Cardiff won't be able to get Harry I Wilson. I think if you've got Ampadu, the thing with Ampadu is I think he's he's nearly ready to be playing at that level. The only thing I mean, I'm telling you now, I was at Chelsea yeah. in the summer, and that boy's development of size, stature, physique, a hundred percent he could play a season in the championship. And I am always yeah. saying, gotta be careful with the young lads because, you know, they do have dips in form and things like that. The fact that he was playing at sixteen, let me just say that again, sixteen in League Two yeah. and handling his business, listen, the boys when an apples ripe you pick and eat it, the boy is ready. He's uh, right. Watch, watching that, it was a Republic of Ireland game. He's starting to rarely see a midfielder sort of anticipate play like. He's that. out. The, he's out. This he's world. Just, he played. Wales played better within the team than they do yeah. without him because what they haven't got when he's in the team, they haven't got someone who can switch the play like he can. Yeah. The only thing he's got to develop maybe is just being a little bit quicker on the ball, which is what a year in the Championship would probably do for him. You know, by by October, he'd probably be. I I look at him very much like Aaron Ramsey. He's not devastatingly quick, but he goes all day. Yeah. And when you think, oh, he's in a tight spot, he's got the ability to get out of it. Rambo is like, the, he's classic at it. You think, how is he? So? But, you know, Aaron runs in the first five minutes. You think, oh, he's not very quick. And then the 89th minute, he's still running at the same pace. And you think, boy, got an engine. You know what I mean? I Listen, my, it's opinions, game's different. But listen, if you're physically up to playing... Let's remember, we got under 23s in that under 23 squad, and they're saying they need to go and play men's football to toughen them up. This kid is 16 yeah. playing men's football. So that is, that's no mean feat, mate. I'm telling you now. I was 18 when I made my debut, and I make two of Ethan physically, but definitely. I would say if we could sign him as a holding midfielder, he changes the whole way you play. He's got more to his game than any player I've seen for Wales, probably since Rambo and Bale. He's got more to his game. He's wow. He's mature. He's mature beyond his years. The best performance I've seen Wales 
played since the Euros is the Ireland game at home, yeah. right? And he was a catalyst, part of the reason why. There was four or five players who stood out unbelievably, okay. and he was one of them. He just he dictated that game, didn't he? That's what you know, and that I I think for if you can understand how difficult that is up against senior top pros internationally, because that won a friendly game. No. But to go into that kind of game and dictate the pace of how this game is gonna go, you're only looking at midfielders like Paul Scholes who's able to do that in, in this country. Steven Gerrard who's been able to do that in this country. Frank Lampard wasn't a dictator of pace of game, he was a box to box player. Right, right. Yeah, it's difficult, mate. I just think you know, Paul and I disagree on that one. Paul yeah. thinks he, he can't play. I would say. What, what do you mean can't play? Uh, no, can't play. play I've said nobody's talked up him and Woodburn more than me. No, can't play a season in a championship. No, he's, he's, he's not ready for a promotion-winning team, in my opinion. No. You count your chickens there, mind as well. Promotion winning team. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. Well, don't do that. It's like tempting fate. Right, I think that's that's it. I think that's been a long podcast. Very long podcast, but a very very good one. End of the season, and we're going to finish on a on a on a bumper episode. So that's uh, that's it for this season. Um, goodbye. Yep. Goodbye. Farewell. Farewell. Au revoir. Can't say that one. Can't pronounce that. But um, <laughs> yep, that's it for the podcast. Uh, we'll be back Me next how? year. Well, that's a lot, actually. Well, yeah, we'll be saying hello next year mm-hmm. with, uh, with the podcast. But for all the Cardiff City news throughout the summer, and there's going to be plenty of news, transfers and all that, Follow. you can catch it all on Wales All.